Greetings, one and all. Welcome back to the Pastor Mike Drop Podcast. I am your host, Mike Householder. I'm joined by always as my by my co-host, Emily Langfall. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Emily, I'm having a little trouble getting words in sentences together, okay. but you know it's just the beginning. It's raw, and mm-hmm. uh, that's how we like it here. Yeah. How are you? I'm great. These are fun. These are really fun. It's fun to have these conversations at the intersection where faith and daily life meet Mm -hmm. and to take themes that are important to us. And I think really relevant for us, you guys, uh, in ways that um, hopefully hopefully people can gain something from. And and we're honored. I want to just say this to everybody who tunes in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for for carving out some time in your week. Thanks for sharing it, as I know so many of you people do and spreading the word about this podcast. It all helps. Let's start. Let's just start with kind of a uh, an icebreaker and a warm up topic. And you guys can, as you're tuning in wherever you are, you can answer this for yourself too. Emily, what what brings you joy? Just generally speaking. Well, I think the given is my family. The not given is my Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> so I am semi obsessed. Uh, that is my time every day, and that brings me joy. So I don't know a lot about Peloton. But I mean, I know what it is. I know that it's exercise yep. at home. It's like taking the health club home, right? Mm-hmm. Can you subscribe to any number of different workouts and things? So do you yes. have a favorite? Well, I do strength training the most. That. So you would think it was the bike itself, but it's the strength. Maybe that's your secret. Maybe it's... that's why, since we're talking about the secret today, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the secret is the Peloton. Yeah. How about it you, Jeremy? What brings you joy and happiness? Oh, like Emily said, uh, family's fun. We're in a really fun stage with our kids right now. Uh, our <laughs> our kids are so involved in their activities. And so I didn't anticipate I would enjoy seeing them do what they do and mm-hmm. finding joy in it. And so it, it really doesn't matter if they win or if they lose. Just watching them get involved in something has been Man, that's been that's been so fun for me. It's been fun for my wife Bridget. And then, as many of you know, I, I love to run. And even in the middle of the winter, that's that's kind of my favorite time to get out when it's super cold out. Mm-hmm. There's something fresh to be out that time of uh, that time of day and that kind of temperature. I just love that. And that's my quiet time. It's my getaway time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny because you know you guys took mine. Uh, working out at home all the time, running, training for marathons. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> and that's not true. N- n- neither one. I do like to work out, but not probably uh, in those ways. Running when you're six foot five, it's not It's not a body that's built for running. Not a lot of six five marathon wa- runners. I've never seen one. Yeah. I'm sure they're out there. It's family, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, though, um, I'm really excited about anything that gets done exceptionally well. That's mm. legal. Like, so, so music that gets done really well mm. of any genre, um, art that's done really well, uh, uh, a car that's built really well, mm-hmm. uh, the craftsmanship that's done really well. I just, I get, I, that just brings me joy. It just makes me happy. It's like, wow, I could never do that. And that's so cool to, mm-hmm. to see it. Um, I, you know, we all have our go-to music and we have our, and that would be another topic for another oh, day. Man, Next time yeah, you're on, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. get into the, the music that brings us joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those kinds of things. And you know what else brings me joy? 350 people showed up last night for our uh, Hope Group's kickoff. It was just incredible. Uh, it's so exciting. That's just in West Des Moines. Yeah. All of our other locations have their own things going. And so there's hundreds more uh, that are out there connecting and getting together. 
That's just huge. We're overwhelmed by that. And that started as just a little idea you guys had yeah. at one of your regular meetings, right? Just dreaming, thinking, yeah. well, what, what would it look like if we, we pushed in this direction and some incredible people on our staff grabbed it, mm-hmm. ran with it, and my goodness, the response. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, did we even introduce our guest? Jeremy Johnson? Hey. I don't hey. know if we Hi, did, Jeremy. but you know, ne- <laughs> better late than never. Yeah. I mean, we all know each other so yeah. well that yeah. we, we probably, I might have, yeah. I don't remember. Well, but if Hi, it, Jeremy. Yeah. If we did, then let's say again, here's Jeremy again. And if we didn't, here's yeah. Jeremy. Well, Jeremy, well, you lead all kinds of things around here. Well, I try to do my best to be around really great people. And so it's really easy around Hope. And what, what, would, what are the things you focus on the most at Hope? Uh, I would say I focus a lot with care ministry, with missions ministry, with our communications team, with worship team, uh, with our young adult, uh, Jamie Richards, who leads young adults. But the thing is, is it's really easy when you have extraordinary people that are leading mm-hmm. the things. And so for me, the, there's another thing that brings me joy is watching people, the people I work alongside of do what they do. It's mm-hmm. just it's just really fun. It's it goes It goes beyond belief to see what they're able to do and just to be able to be a small part of that. So fun. Yeah. And and for people who don't know, what's the short version of how you got to hope? Pastor Molly Juntnan, who used to be a pastor on our staff, yes. she called, I saw my phone, it was a 515 area code. And I thought, where in the world is 515? <laughs> and she said, my name is Pastor Molly. We're looking, uh, we got your name from somebody and would love to know if you'd ever be interested in an internship at Lutheran Church of Hope, but we need to know today. Uh, and so uh, I called some mentors that I have. One of is Pastor Merv. Um, you talked about him in the sermon this week. Pastor Merv, I called him. I said, hey, tell me what you know about Lutheran Church of Hope. He said, well, I'm actually on staff there right now. And so <laughs> everyone's doing Merv yeah, impressions yeah. now all yeah. of a sudden. Merv, by the way, told me, he goes, what you said was good, but your impression of me was awful. It was, it was completely off. We'll wait for your rating. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know Merv listens. Oh, my so gosh. You'll probably be getting a message or a call from him. And so we, we said yes, sight on scene. Uh, literally, the day we heard uh, that... There was an opening here, and you haven't been able to get rid of me since. So that was almost 13 years ago. 13 years ago. Wow, that's gone fast. Yeah, really fast. Incredible. On the other hand, it feels like you've been here forever because I can't imagine hope without mm-hmm. your leadership. It's mm-hmm. just tremendous, and it's it's a it's joy to do ministry and partnership with mm-hmm. with you, Jeremy, with you yeah. too, Emily. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, that's that's one of the great blessings of being here at Hope is we get to do this together, and we're mm-hmm. better together. So anyway, we've got deeper things to discuss. Yeah. Let's dive in. Let's do it. Time to ask some questions. Okay, so, uh, hey, why don't we just jump right in? Anybody got any questions? Okay, first one to both of you. What's wrong with making the accumulation of wealth our highest priority in life? Well, I think that the challenge is, is when is it ever enough? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're, I, I'm, I'm an avid sports fan, and I think every time the the new contracts come out for a sport every year, it always is about being number one in that. Mm-hmm. And I think when that becomes the, the, the rabbit that we're chasing, it just never is enough. And I, and I also feel like we start to base what we have on everybody else. And so I don't know if we're ever really fulfilled when it becomes that's our chief aim. Now, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing, mm-hmm. but it, when that becomes our aim, I just feel like you're, 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 you're running after something you're never going to catch. Mm-hmm. I just think it's fascinating to listen to you know world class athletes. Tom Brady just officially retired, yeah. like, and now this week after sort of retiring last week, 
uh, now it's done. So the GOAT, the greatest of all time, steps away from football. I remember when he was interviewed by 60 Minutes. This was a long time ago. He'd won maybe three Super Bowls at the time. Um, had more money than he knew what to do with. Uh, had families, blessed with family too. Great wife, kids, the whole thing. Uh, and fame and prestige and reputation. And people already revered him as the greatest of all time. And he was asked, he said, so, you know, what's next? What else is there? You know, and Tom Brady starts saying, well, I hope so. There's got to be something more because mm. money doesn't do it. You, and that's, you know, you started by quoting a passage from Scripture. If you if you fall in love with your money, you'll never have enough. Yeah. I, I, Mother Teresa was asked in an interview one time and she was asked, what's the poorest nation that she'd ever visited? And without skipping a beat, she said the United States of America. And the person who was interviewing her thought that maybe they, she, she missed the question, so asked again what was the poorest place she'd ever visited. Now, she had spent, spent time in Calcutta with the poorest of the poor financially, and she said, relationship, or she said uh, success and wealth is not based in monetary things. It's based mm-hmm. in relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think sometimes also that becomes the, the substitute of good relationships. Mm-hmm. Is I, I fill my life full of things thinking that that's going to satisfy my soul. Mm-hmm. You know, and and on the opposite end of that spectrum, it's also biblically accurate to say it's not like money is evil. It's not a bad thing. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with um, pursuing a career, making a lot of money. There's nothing nothing wrong with being wealthy, no. with, with having a lot. It's just when that lot becomes a substitute for God, when it becomes idolatry, I, I think that's when we get into into dangerous ground. I remember a seminary professor, uh, Dr. James Nestigan, brilliant guy. Did you have yeah, him too yeah. uh, back in your days? So Dr. Nestigan, who was one of the most beloved professors on campus, everybody wanted to take his classes. He said something I'll never forget. And at the time, I wanted to do urban ministry. I, I, I was from an urban setting. I grew up in the city, went to public schools in Chicago. I felt like since that's what I knew, that would be my call. Since that's the context I was familiar with, that's the kind of ministry I, I was, God was lining me up to, to do. Uh, the last thing that I ever thought I'd do is ministry in the suburbs, you know, in communities of, mm. of generally speaking, greater affluence. Dr. Nestigan, though, said something that really kind of challenged me on that. He said, the hardest mission field out there is affluent communities, because at least in those places where there's poverty, they know they don't have it. They haven't found it. They, they, they aren't deceived into thinking that they've got everything that they're supposed to have. And so they see a need for something more and they see a need for God. In affluent communities, you have to get through that step, Dr. Nestigan said, where you have to, you have to first say you have a need because it's tempting to think we don't have needs if we have big bank accounts and, and investments and big houses and fast cars. It's Jesus and the, and the Sermon on the Mount, Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor. Yeah, for there their, it is. <laughs> they recognize their need. And so, uh, yeah. So if Jesus is going to turn the world right side up, I guess it has to change our perspective yeah. on things. This, being a Christian is so radical. Yeah. I mean, there, there's nothing like, oh, well, we just want to make sure Jesus very politely fits into our worldview. Jesus blows our worldviews away, but he does it in a way that ultimately blesses us because so if you are affluent, if you have a ton of money, great. That's a great blessing. The Bible says it absolutely is. But now we're going to show you something even better that mm-hmm. you, you need way more and, and that there is no substitute for you. You can actually live a full life with or without money. You cannot live a full life with or without <laughs> Jesus. You got to mm-hmm. have Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
That's really good. Next question is, what's the secret to finding joy and peace in life? The secret. Yes. So I'm going to go quick first. I want to hear from you, Jeremy. So the secret is in Philippians chapter four, verse 12. Paul says, I've learned the secret to living in every situation, whether I'm rich or poor, whether I'm, whether I'm full or, or hungry, whether I've got a lot or a little. And Paul knew both. He, he had been through both in his life. So he learned the secret. And that secret was to do life in Christ, that that's where he found his joy. That's where he found his peace was through Christ. And then that gets to that really famous verse, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things. Through Christ who gives me strength. And isn't it interesting that Paul writes this letter to the church in Philippi from prison, and he also is writing it in response because people had shown him great generosity. Yeah. They had mm-hmm. sent him things to sustain him while he was in prison. And so he's writing this response to that. And, and that's where I can do all things through Christ. And sometimes when I read that passage, I think maybe he's saying, it's you who showed me Christ. Mm. That maybe if the church in Philippi didn't reach out to him, maybe he would have had a weak moment where he would have thought, man, I don't know if I can get through this. But then people were generous with him, showed him Mm -hmm. Jesus. And he says, I can do all things through this Christ who came to me through the light you were shining into my life. And this passage is just amazing. Another plug for community. Yeah, it really is, Emily. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. It it reminds me of uh, the classic Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life. There's that scene at the end where he's gathering together and and the whole community shows up. Mm -hmm. He has relationships. He has love. The man is rich. Even though he has no money, he's lost everything. They're all covering. They're all saying, here's some, here's some, here's some. So not only is he feeling the love, but he's also um, getting the material things he needs just to pick up again mm-hmm. and get going again. That's, that's, uh, that's really fascinating. I had never thought about that, that Paul is experiencing what he's writing about from the church around him, saying, we love you, Paul. We're with you. We're supporting you. We're sending you this money. Uh, we're sending you these gifts so that it it can help you, you know, sustain. And, and that 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 what is the secret? You know, Paul's talking so much more than just about financial stuff. He's talking about you know rich or poor, yep. ha- yep. hungry or or filled, and and all of those things. And that's where this connects the dots to so many to every person's life. Like right, mm-hmm. we all have times where we feel like we're lacking or we're feeling like we have an abundance. And mm-hmm. Paul's saying, but there's this constant thread. And let me tell you about this thread that weaves through your life. And this constant thread that weaves through your life is Jesus, who's never going to leave you, is going to be with you. So let that be your chief aim. Let that be the thing that guides you, that that runs you through this race that you have in life. I'd invite people who are listening to, to open up Paul's letter to the Philippians. It's a short read. I mean, four itty-bitty chapters, and it reads so quickly. But read it maybe for the first time. Understanding what Paul's situation is, the condition he's yeah. in, the, the challenges he's up against. But then pay close attention to how he says, here's the church around me, the community mm-hmm. that you mentioned, Emily, mm-hmm. um, that how, how important that is for him and how he finds wealth in that. And so he's discovering the Christ in the community and the church around him, and that fills him with joy and it fills him with peace. You know, and you mentioned it, Jeremy, it's in every aspect of life. It's not just money. That's one aspect, and it's an important aspect for a lot of people. A lot of people think about money a lot. Mm-hmm. And so isn't it great that God wants to meet us in the midst of that and help guide the way we understand it, what it is and what it isn't, what it can do and what it can't do, um, how it is important, but it isn't the source of joy, the ultimate source of peace. 
Um, there is a graphic I used in the sermon. We'll go ahead and put it up on the screen that has this verse. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But I, I put on there too, the secret to success is in every aspect of life. It's social life. It's, uh, you know, uh, uh, career life. It's private life. It's how you, we use our calendars, our time, our schedule. And it's our money too. It's all of the above. Uh, there are so many people it feels like to me, and I think we've all been there, if we're going to be honest. I don't want to say like, okay, so everybody else doesn't get this, and we do. I think we all struggle with this from time to time because we live in this world. But it's so easy to lose our peace, which mm-hmm. leads to our next question. Yes, it does. Third question, in a worrisome world, can we really experience joy and peace? Boy, you hope so, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, that's, the, that's the message that we have. And I, I think about, and Paul says in another one of his letters, he says, we, we hold this treasure that we have, this light that we have in Jesus Christ, in jars that are fragile, so easily broken and crushed. And, and I think Paul's writing that most specifically to say, hey, it, it's going to be hard. And there are things that are going to press you and, and crush you, but you still have the light. And that light's going to shine. And, and, and God didn't mess up when he gave you the light. And can we have peace in times that are troublesome and we are weary? That's Jesus who comes alongside us and comes to us. And that's the th- secret. That's the joy. That's the put your hope there, Jesus says in Matthew six thirty three. Seek the kingdom first, and then you can experience all, all other things. Mm-hmm. I really like the, the connection Paul makes to between prayer and peace. Um, prayer connects us to God. If we're going to rejoice in the Lord, instead of just trying to rejoice in our circumstances, but regardless of our circumstances, if we're going to find our joy in the Lord, um, we have something much more substantial in the same way. If we want to find peace, this peace that Philippians four says in verse seven, a peace that passes all human understanding that goes beyond anything a human being can understand. Mm -hmm. If we're going to, if we're going to have that kind of peace, uh, Paul says it's it's kind of a, a link in the original Greek. He says, then you're going to have peace. Well, what's the part before the then? Pray. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And not only does he say just pray in general, he says, pray for what you need. Tell God what you're burdened by, what you're worried about. Um, and also pray uh, with thanksgiving for the blessings that God has given to you. It's a count your blessings moment. Mm-hmm. Because when we do that, Man, it changes our perspective quick. Now our hearts are open and God's peace has room to get in. If it's all closed and, and crowded with, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Then there's never room for, for that peace of God to, to break in and to break through and to find us. And, you know, we're, it's tough out there these days. Yeah. Uh, since March of 2020, we've had this pandemic. Uh, that's, Emily, I still remember. Do you remember this? The first episode we did during the pandemic, because we mm-hmm. started Pastor Mike season one. This is season three yes. now. Yes. We started season one when right before the pandemic started, mm-hmm. as God's timing, I suppose, would have it. And then after the pandemic started, we, we had a couple of episodes where we talked about it and, mm-hmm. you know, had doctors on and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I still remember uh, Dr. Caroline, one of our pastors mm-hmm. here, medical doctor, too, said to you, said to me, so this could last a couple of years. Uh-huh. Do you remember your response? Yes, I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I distinctly remember that moment. At the time, I mean, we just hoped for 
a few more weeks or something like that. The idea in that spring that it would even go to Christmas was just crazy to me. And she was presenting this idea that it could go beyond that. And I had not considered that yet. Me neither. I I don't think a lot of us had. uh, And I don't think a lot of us wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard to find peace in this world. Mm -hmm. It's hard to find peace in our circumstances. That's why prayer is so important. Mm -hmm. And praying in a particular way. Here's what I need, Lord. But also, here's what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for your grace. Don't let me take it for granted. I'm, I'm thankful for your salvation that you give to me, even though I haven't earned it. I'm thank you for your presence. I'm thank you for, for the direction, for the meaning, for the purpose, for all these things you, you put in my life. That's the thing that leads to peace. Mm-hmm. We're, and we're going to get here uh, next month in our sermon series where we're going to talk about some some real life stuff. We, we always do. Very real, though, yeah. But we're going to talk about... the the reality of anxiety and depression and, mm-hmm. and, and circumstances like life, not just in a pandemic, but just like life, uh, they have a way of, of burdening us. And I think this pray at all times, every counselor I've ever talked to, they will use this count your blessings, get out of your own head mm-hmm. to be able to understand and get a perspective. Now this is way simplistic, but to get a different perspective on the things that you're going through. And I think, so when people say, well, how do I pray at all times? That's what Paul's saying. It's not complicated. It doesn't have to be like huge. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to say certain words and they don't have to have 15 syllables. It's just, Hey God, thanks for this. And I really need that. Mm -hmm. And he already knows, but it's that ability of being able to articulate that, which is on our, on our hearts and our minds, just to be able to verbalize it. Sometimes, it gives the power away from those things that are holding on to you. Sure. Don't you think it's so important for the church to make sure people understand just how accessible God is? Yeah. That, that we have full access through prayer, through worship, uh, through our experiences that we have in community life together, that God is way closer than we often think, that we make it so complicated. And I don't mean shallow, that, that that's the other side of complicated. I mean simple and deep. That, my favorite things in, in the Christian life are simple and profoundly deep, and it's not either or, it's both. Isn't it, isn't it this missed gift that, that, as a pastor, it just breaks my heart as much as almost anything, that I think people make the pursuit of Jesus Christ and the Christian faith way more complicated than it's supposed to be. And that doesn't mean it, it's going to go way beyond anything that our minds can fully grasp and fathom, mm-hmm. but on its on its most important core uh, level, it is simple and it is profoundly deep and it is wholly accessible for everybody who can hear our voices right now. It's a prayer away. A, a, a transformational relationship with Jesus Christ is a prayer away or just an acknowledgement that God is with us, that God wants to fill our hearts with his joy and peace. You be with any uh, parent that has a newborn that newborn cries and that parent knows what that newborn needs. Yeah. And so sometimes it's just the cry. Like I remember when our, our kids were infants and it'd be like, oh, that's a, that's a hungry cry. Yeah. And they're just crying. They weren't saying anything, but somehow we knew. And we have a God who's so much more. Yeah. So if we as earthly parents know what our infants need just by a cry, how much more does God know about the cries that we just say, man, God, I need this right now. Yeah. He knows. Well, and it's and it gets back to that family relationship too, because sometimes with other babies, I don't know their yeah. cries. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. right, you know. Mm-hmm. We we you hear it, and you're like, oh, I I can try to help, and it's like that didn't help. Yeah. Um, but there's something we see this with our our one year old granddaughter now too. There's just sometimes where she needs mom or dad, 
and mm-hmm. nobody else can do it for her like they can. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they understand. Oh, well, now I know what that is. <laughs> That's a good point, Jeremy. Yeah. Well, let's get into our deeper dive. Yeah. We're already somewhat in it. What? We're diving. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. Get the scuba gear on. Here we go. We're, we're going down. What difference does joy and peace really make? And what else is going to change for those who start to live out the secret from Philippians 4.12 of doing all things through Christ? I grew up, uh, my, my, my dad's mom, she was Scandinavian to the core. She, her parents came over from Norway. And so she had, uh, just, and maybe it was just her, but she had this pessimistic view kind of, uh, of life. And so every time she'd call for my dad at our house, I'd pick up the phone this was before cell phones, all that stuff. Every time I'd answer, she'd say, even though she knew my dad was home, she'd say, your dad's not there, is he? And I'd be like, well, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's right, he's right here. <laughs> and I think, what does joy and peace change? It changes our ability to see the beautiful world that God has, has placed us mm. in. And I think that this, the secret is to be able to see beyond our own circumstances, which are very real, are very important, and we should not minimize them. But it also gives us the perspective to see something that's bigger, something's greater, something mm-hmm. that's eternal that can never be taken from us. And it gives us gets us out of that pessimistic to more of that grandma dad's right here, you know, like. mm-hmm. our theme for the year is God in us in real life. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about God in ways um, that make Jesus accessible to people that are very real, that hit us right where we live. The, the word that I guess I would use to sum it up is freedom. Yeah. That on the other side of that relationship with Christ, we're free. We're free to um, be more grace-based with people. We're free to, uh, be better in our families, which we all talked about is something that brings us joy. We're, we're going to be better parents. We're going to be better spouses. We're going to be better siblings. Uh, we're going to be better kids uh, who honor our parents. We're, we're going to be, we're going to be free. We don't do these things because we gotta. Now we're free to do it because we get to. We're, we've been, when we're so overwhelmed by God's grace, when God's grace becomes amazing for us, to use a phrase, it sets us free. We're free to be. We're we're free to um, to serve. So I don't I don't volunteer for that ministry because I have to. I do it because God's grace has taken over. It's like, well, this is what I want to do. I want to help get that out to other people. Giving is that way too. Forgiving, giving. It, you know, it's interesting that that word is in forgiving. We're giving something. We're we're giving of ourselves, our time, our our grace for those folks who maybe have done us wrong. And to receive that forgiveness from from those we've done wrong, man, there's freedom in all that. There's no freedom in being and holding a grudge against somebody our whole lives. That's the opposite of freedom. Mm-hmm. That's that's a weight that just completely crushes us and, and or weighs us down or makes us cynical, which is so overrated. Hmm. It there's freedom in being able to let that go and being able to say, whether you deserve it or not, is is really not the point because I don't deserve God's grace but I receive it. Well, now I don't have to make up something that I don't have any life experience in, in receiving. I'm just giving others what Christ has given me and, and hopefully what other Christians give to me, which again is the importance of community because mm-hmm. that inspires us to, 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 to be free and to live that out. Um, there's a clip that I use from Seinfeld um, where Jerry's dad, Morty, who's just so fun. I mean, he, you know, he lives in the retirement community with, with Jerry's mom in Florida and, and they're just, 
just great characters. And then his friend, Morty's friend and Jerry himself, Jerry got him a new Cadillac and, and all this. And, and you would think it would be this great gift, right? But it all falls apart because there's jealousy and there's envy and there's, there's ego and there's pride and, and, and all this is breaking up and they, well, they do this. Take a look. What do you think? You're such a big shot now because you got a Cadillac. Ah, ah. <laughs> Did you believe that guy? <laughs> yeah. There's times when we want to look at life and go, ah, you know, just, I don't want any more of that. <laughs> and it's kind of freeing to do that, but it isn't enough. There's also those times when we count God's blessings and we say, yeah, I mean, this instead of me, yeah, it's, I, I would yell it, but I don't want it to blow through the microphone as, <laughs> as people are eating their lunch and listening to this podcast or having their morning coffee. But it's yeah. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. if you don't feel like um, forgiving, if you don't feel like offering grace for the world around you, if you don't feel like giving, if you don't feel like being charitable with your time, your treasures, uh, your talents, Maybe instead of feeling guilted and compelled to do more of that, go back. Go back a really important step and remember how much God loves you. Remember how amazing God's grace is and how that sets us free. Now we're free. Now we're free to give it away and we can say, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then to go full circle, that's what people had done to Paul. You know, yes. and I think that that's, yes. so I heard somebody say one time, you know, we, we all think the moon is so beautiful, but we've been there before and the moon's a lump of dirt. It's not that beautiful at all, mm. but it was created in a dirt that's reflective. There's no cheese there. No, right. right yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so when we look at the, the moon, we shouldn't talk about how beautiful the moon is. We should talk about how powerful the, the sun is yeah. and, and we're the same way. And I think that that, yeah, moment is recognizing that my goodness, God somehow done something with me and I have the opportunity to reflect the same light that, that has filled my life, taking away all that, not, not taking away the darkness. Like I'm never going to experience it, but driven the darkness back. Hmm. And now I can shine that light around to the world around me through my time, through my talents, through my possessions, through, through just being the, the hospitality person in the entryway of the church that is the first smiling face a person may have seen all week. Mm-hmm. And it's, that is just a gift that we get to be a part of. And God says, I've forgiven you so you can go and give that to the world around you. And to me, that, that just never gets old. It never gets old. And I think that aha moment for me in my life, when all of a sudden I realized that grace wasn't something we just talked about, but grace was something we experienced. And I experienced it in my life just that that was the moment where this the the switch was flipped on and i just couldn't i couldn't imagine life to be any different mm. isn't that why we do this podcast isn't that why we gather together as a church because the community like you were saying jeremy and like you were saying emily how important that community is it reminds us of that light we're, we're the moon and we're just we're just the gray mm-hmm. dust we're 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 really very insignificant until the light of the sun hits us, then it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely glorious. What if Christianity isn't so much about our performance for God, but it's about us simply being still and knowing that God is and reflecting the light of his grace to the world around us. So we don't have to manufacture it. It's not like it's not like the Peloton, you know, it's, it's not like <laughs> training for marathons. It's not like all the stuff we got to do now to run a marathon. You got to do it. You, 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 to, to be strong, you've got to do the strength training on the Peloton. Mm-hmm. 
there's no, it, so much of life is ordered that way, but our faith is different. Our faith is back to that, you know, let me turn that up right side up for you that you're seeing it in an upside down way, the first or last and, and the greatest are the chief servants. And so the freedom isn't in just getting more. The freedom is being free to give it away. Mm-hmm. The, the freedom, the, the happiest, think of the happiest people, you know, I mean, the, the genuinely happiest people, you know, aren't they the people who are most rooted in not in their own light, but in the light of Christ that hits them? What if that's Christianity? And I, I'm suggesting that it is. I, I believe that's what the Bible says it is. It's not trying to earn God's favor. It's just receiving it and then reflecting it. And so we become this beautiful body of Christ, the bride of Christ, when we focus more on what God is doing instead of what we do, what, what Christ has done for us in his death and resurrection. I mean, just just thinking about that, L- listening to this podcast right now, you have an opportunity to say, oh, yeah, that's that's good. I have community around me. We have my podcast friends, Emily and Jeremy and Mike today, reminding me it's about God. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's it's about God's grace, not me earning it. In mm-hmm. the beginning of Scripture, it says that we are created in God's image. And so we, 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 we bear that. We bear that. And also at the center of the story is John 3.16. There it is. And so... What is John's three sixteen? It's for God loved the world so much that He gave. gave. And so when we, we when we start to see giving as not a, a monetary thing or a physical thing, we see, see as giving as as something. How do what do I have that I can give to the to the world that desperately needs it? I think, man, that gets it. It just gets to be it gets to be living living God's word out every day of our lives. And how beautiful that the the more we give, the more we receive. It sounds so cliche. It is a cliche, but it's so true. Um, and just to take it one level deeper, it's not just about um, what what we give in as individuals. It's what uh, we give collectively as a church. Does the way we uh, care for and faithfully steward offering dollars that come into hope, does it reflect what the Bible says uh, a Christian is supposed to be. And so I know you preached about this. We want to be a Zacchaeus church. We won't want to be a church. Zacchaeus is a rich guy. He's affluent. Talked about that at the beginning of this podcast. When he encountered Christ, suddenly he had a new joy. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord. He doesn't say rejoice because you're rich, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus already was rich. Apparently it wasn't enough. He was still looking. So rejoice in me, Jesus is saying, rejoice in the relationship I've established with you. I came to your house today uh, to eat and to dine and to get to know you. And for, well, for you to get to know me, Jesus is saying, transformed him. Christianity is about transformation. Zacchaeus now is a new man. And so instead of being somebody who's stealing from the poor to line his own rich pockets, now he's giving half of it away. So we've always felt like as a church that's planted in an affluent community, we should be giving away half of our offerings. And that's always our goal, to be a 50-50 church, to reflect that. Why do we do that? So that we can say we're a 50-50 church? Absolutely not. Because God's grace has captivated us. His light is hitting our moon, and it's beautiful. And, mm-hmm. and we can reflect that, and, and, and the whole world can see it. Uh, you know, let your let your light so shine that the world may glorify your father, not not your church, but mm-hmm. the God who made us. Mm-hmm. So that's my 
My what what would be your mic drop? My mic drop is obvious. I've come back to it over and over again. It's the importance of community mm-hmm. and being church for one another uh, that that makes all the difference. I think that's just huge. Yeah, mine is. I think Mikey talked about just the freedom that all of this gives. I I think that that's huge, and I think in that it relieves some of the worries of this world and the pressure on us. And in so you said, if you're not ready to give, just focus on how much God loves you and that it's just a natural thing after that. I think that that's great. Yeah, I would say mine would be a combination of all that. It's been a great conversation, but just the whole idea of the get to rather than the got to, Mm -hmm. because I think so many people have always understood generosity or, or all of that to be something that's just tied to how much God loves you. And it's not tied to that. God loves you. And that's the end of the story. And the freedom of that, then that allows us to say, hey, God, how are you, how are you working in, in and through us? Mm-hmm. And there's peace and joy. So I'm going to double up and do one more mic drop. It's Emily. You said, so doesn't that just underscore the importance of community and church? Uh, there's peace and joy when the church gathers together, even two or three of us like here and, and those of you who are listening. So it's, it's like you're sitting down at this side of the table and just joining us. Thanks for tuning in. We're better together. We learn from each other. We grow from each other. But we also experience grace better together. Mm-hmm. We're reminded, ah, yeah, but you're blessed. God still loves you. Um, you're still saved. You're, you're, you're forgiven. You're chosen. You're, you're sent out. You have a mission. You have a purpose. You have dreams that God has given to you. Man, it's good to remember that. And here's the thing. If I didn't have church, I'm not sure I'd remember. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I would. I would be a good enough Christian that I'd be, I need reminders. I need you. I need you. I I need, I need all of you. I need to be told. And that's, I think a big part of why God wired us up to worship weekly and to pray daily and to do these things and to tune into the podcast too. So thanks for doing that. Uh, Thanks you guys. This is really fun. I, I, this is the kind of conversation I feel like we could go for another few hours easily. Mm -hmm. So we're going to say goodbye to everybody here and we'll just stay here and talk. How's that sound? (laughs) We we got the coffee and the mic drop cups. (laughs) We're, we're ready to go. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Emily. Um, And we will see you again next week. Spread the word. Thanks for joining us today. Please click like, share it with a friend, and subscribe so we can see you next time. Yeah.